His parents call him Dustin Kano, but the fishing world calls him DC, short for the champ of the 2021 Red Crest. He's the host from coast to coast for keeping it real with DC. Check, check. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. How are you hello, guys? hello, hello. Welcome in, Stacy. Come on down. Are we recording? Speed. Welcome back to the channel, guys. Um, I have a very special guest. This is a guy that I live with every day of the year, dang near. Man, I see you way more than I see my wife. <laughs> Jacob Wheeler's in the house. What about it, my guy? My guy. Hey, that's crazy. Yeah, we actually, that's for real. We, we, we spend more time probably with each other than we, we do our wives. A hundred percent. Does real. that make... Well, I was about to say, are we... No, no, don't go. We're not going to go there. <laughs> We're friends. <laughs> oh me, oh, oh me. Um, so, so what? What we're going to talk about today or tonight is number one. We just got done fishing all day, and it has been an epic grind. I don't know when this this video, or this podcast is going to post, but we've been grinding. So, give you kind of a recap of the season so far. Mm-hmm. Just a quick recap. Every tournament seems to have been a grind. Yeah, I mean, you know what's crazy is it just, you know, when you get out there, you know, you this is the thing. The weights look on paper look great a lot of times. Yep. And, and we, the weights don't always tell the story. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-mm. I think in that scenario, like, obviously you look back at, like, Murray. I mean, Murray, there was some, obviously it was phenomenal. But, like, obviously Douglas, I man, that was a grind. I mean, it was an absolute grind Grinder. generated by Toho, Kissimmee. Grind. Grind. I mean, it was all about getting one Red or two Chris, big bites. Grind. Absolutely. But, what? I mean, those, those were fun. But, like, I mean, those are the things. Like, hey. You know, regardless, uh, you got into some of the northern fisheries and it got, you know, got a lot better. You know, fishing got a lot better. Obviously, when you go up north, fishing gets good. So, I mean, that's just part of the season of progression of the season. If I could fish uh, Champlain year-round, I would go there, but you can't. I mean, I guess I could. I could go ice fishing. Is that your favorite place? You know what's crazy about Champlain, guys? I, uh, which Jacob knows this, that is your favorite place. It, it is. All right, so I'll say this. It's special. I fished one tournament there one that's it and it was in 2017 that was seven years ago dang near six years ago and i fished one tournament there i missed last year no two years ago when they went to champlain you won the tournament and that place is just incredible it's chock full of them and they bite if it looks good there's probably a bass on it there's probably 50 of my them. other favorite place <laughs> is probably gonna be cayuga i love cayuga that place is incredible i think you love cayuga you finished second there and i Cayuga's won like unbelievable it, 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 it's 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 insanely impressive body of water there's not a northern fishery with that caliber largemouth and smallmouth in the same body of water Oh, it's pretty incredible. When you drop so, like there's a plus common miles. denominator, I will say this. A lake has to freeze over for it to be good because humans in general will ruin everything. <laughs> Y'all will catch everything in the lake possible. Today I was out here on Caney Lake and I had eight pounders following my jerk bait, crankbait, glide bait, you name it, buddy. They ain't biting. If this sucker froze over for about six months, they'd be straight pulling me. Just <laughs> would they not? They would. They would one hundred percent. I mean that it's just it's interesting, you know, when you look back 
in this scenario of of um you, you know a lot of these lakes it, it, seasons are are sometimes good i'm not a, i'm i'm against regular regulation like too much regulation um but in the in the same time i think there's sometimes we put in the south it's it's a tough it's tough fishing. I mean, because these bass in, in the South get fished for 365 days a year. I would not be opposed for like an April, like like literally we all band together and say, look, we're not going to have any big tournaments the month of April. Like just spawn. Yeah. Now all your spawn guys, all your, all your bed fishing guys would be like, me. So, so, so AJ won't like that. Yeah, they'd be whining so they can't go look at them. Yeah. So you want to look at them on, on your graph. They want to look at them with their eyes. No, I literally just want them to have a good spawn so we I can continue catching them. But anyway, we're going on a tangent. Um, so here's what we're going to talk about on this podcast. Um, I want to know. Actually, I don't want to know. I kind of want to know. I don't really know what I want to know. <laughs> um, I had a kid roll up to me today. And he, I get this question a lot, and he asked me, hey, man, how do I get to where you're at? Okay, and let me kind of uh, go back on this real quick. And I always thought this way. You know, whenever I was trying to come up, when I talked about that and when I was brave enough to say that to my buddies, like, hey, I'm going to go pro fishing, I'm going to go pro fishing, they look at you and they think that you're stupid. Mm-hmm. They look at you and they're like, well, how are you going to do that? How are you going to do that? And now they're like, how did you do that? It's past tense. You see what I'm saying? The same ones are like, oh, man, I'm pulling for you. I'm like, eh, about 10 years ago, you were laughing at me. But I, when that kid asked me that today, I, it really hit home because I was right there with him. And I, like, I, I know he's 16 years old. He was telling me, man, I'm eat up with it. That's all I care about. I'm like, dude. And I just sat down and I talked to him for like 10 minutes just telling him, like, look, here's how I got started. But I want to know how you got started. That's interesting. I mean, I, I you know, obviously. Um, Who inspired you to love this game? You know, obviously, I look back and um, you know, my dad, you know, had a had a big impact in that just because he was a fisherman. He wasn't a, a tournament fisherman. Uh, my uncle as well. So right. my uncle, and my dad, both uh, fish club tournaments. Right. And so they uh, that was sort of like the start of it all. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, really, for me, but like 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 what you said, like I I look back and I I sort of try to understand like where like. I think that's the most asked questions. Like, how do you get to where you're Everybody at? Everybody asks that. I mean, I want to talk about where I, where I came from, but I also, I mean, I'll answer your question, but I also think there's something really valuable there because I think we both sort of sit here and we think about this as like, wh- what is the best advice? Like, I, I sometimes like, it stumps me sometimes when a young angler comes up to me and says, how do I get where you're at? And I'm like, dude, I don't even know how I got where I'm at. Dude, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's a scenario of like a, I, holy crap it happens you know like this and it's like i'm gonna say this um i think the number one thing the number one thing that that you have to do and ain't even what you have to do is what you gotta have is an intrinsic motivation to 
learn more about this game and be obsessed, so obsessed that's all you think about. I would agree. And then whenever that's all you think about, you so so it's it's almost like a uh um I forgot the name of this. It's like a goal that you can see. What's the name of that? God dang it. I'll think of it here in a minute. But anyway, it's like a goal, and you intrinsically make moves in your life to reach that goal. Mm-hmm. You don't do it just on the conscience. You don't, you're don't. you not like, hey, look, I really need to learn how to catch them on a crankbait. You know, that way next week I can catch them in a tournament. You, you're putting in a file cabinet. I remember when I was a kid, I would go to the pond, and I, I knew how to throw a shaky head. I knew how to throw a spinnerbait. I, I, I seen Denny Breyer flipping a jig. And there was one lay down in this pond right above my house. And I intentionally went by. I saved up. I, mean, I had a little money. I went and bought like a $5 Denny Brower jig. And I put a chunk on it, the same one he did. And I went to that pond. There was one lay down in that whole pond. And I never threw in it other than a spinnerbait. And I went in there and I flipped a jig. And I remember it, it was underneath a, a willow tree. And I caught one on a jig. And that was my first jig fish. But I remember that little bitty stuff, but I was so ate up with it, and I still am to this day. But there was no doubt in my mind. You know what I'm talking about. There was no doubt in my mind. I'm going to make this happen until I don't care if I'm 50 years old. I'm going to make this happen. That's the biggest thing. There was not a plan B, C, D, E. It was just that's the plan. That, That I think that is the biggest thing. That is the biggest thing. There is there is no plan B. You, you, there's a full commitment. Now, if you're one foot in, one foot out, you're just not going to make it there. Cause there's too many people that are like that. There's, there's a, if, if you're one foot in, one foot out and you're thinking about what I'm going to do now, listen, I'm not saying you can't like, don't, I mean, take care of your school and make sure that you're on top. You're, you're going to school and make sure that you put yourself in a position and get a good education. But I, what I'm saying is. If it comes down when you get out of school and you're like, look, you know, you get out of high school, you get out of college and you're like, look, I'm, I'm just going to try to make this thing happen because I don't know if I don't ever, if I don't do it right now, I don't know if I'll ever have that opportunity to do it again. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I think there's so many people that I know that are like, man, I wish I would have tried. A hundred percent. I wish I would at least tried it. Right. Now, this is the thing. There's some phenomenal local anglers out there. Oh man, unbelievable, insane! But just because you're a phenomenal local angler does not mean you'll be a great national angler. Man. Be straight up with you on that. That's facts. That is not. You have to be very versatile. You yes. have to listen. There's some anglers around my house that are. They do. They will. They will drop bags every day of the week. But versatility is everything when you go national you go when you have spotted bass largemouth dirty water clean water spawn offshore it does not matter you have to catch them every single day you go out um i i I will say this so to kind of sum up that question of how you do it um i would say number one be obsessed with fishing and learn as much as you can a hundred percent. I've did a video and a podcast on this before, but I mean, I figured I would join in Jacob and get his input also. But like, dude, I, I still love this game so much still to this day. I'm obsessed with it. And even in a, when it's grindy, I, the best feeling ever is when you get that clue. It is when you get that one clue and then you can run with it. 
Oh, there's nothing better. It feels so good. Being able to run a pattern is insane. Oh, it feels good. Or see, finding a sneaky score somewhere off a little sneaky little corner or something. You're like, oh, like there's something special when you feel like you figured something out. Yeah. That maybe the rest of the field hadn't figured out, or maybe no one on that lake has ever figured out. There's like, like it basically you got to imagine like fishing is like to where it's hunting. Like you're, we're public land hunting dude it's tough. all right that it, on the same body of water is every single person in america yeah. everybody has the same opportunity to come out here and catch these exact same fish right. so when you find a group of fish that you're like or you get it dialed in like a like a pattern for that week mm. that is magical that is very it magical. makes you kind of scared I, I remember like like i knew that you had a good practice at Cayuga and I had a good practice at Cayuga and there's been many, many tournaments where you, I mean, you always have a good practice, but no, uh, I wish like whenever you get that feeling in practice, you're like, Oh no, can it be? Oh no. I can know. It be? Exactly Is it too feeling. good to be true? Yeah. Y'all know that feeling. Um, but anyway, to kind of sum up that subject, I, Three things. So you say number I, one. I'm going to say number one, be obsessed with fishing. Like, like fish as much as possible. And let me touch on this, another thing. Everybody is so concerned with sponsors, okay? Dude. That this is a different subject. We're talking about, if we're putting the puzzle together, the foundation. Here's the foundation. If we're building a building, the foundation is your fishing, your abilities. Just your, like if your knowledge. Basketball. If your your fun foundation is your mechanics, free throws. Yep, it, dribbling the ball, like hit, like passing the ball, a hundred percent bounce pass, bounce, bounce, all of that. You better have, that's your foundation. That's the fundamentals. Yes. So this is your foundation, and if you don't have a good foundation, you can be at the very top. But guess what? It all yeah. falls down. You have to have a solid foundation. That's fishing. That's your personality. That's your commitment. Yeah, that's you on a Friday night. Hey, I'm we're gonna go to the football game. I got a tournament on Saturday, but I ain't really rigged no rods. And that's that Saturday morning tournament, and you break off the first cast because you were too lazy and you was you didn't take time to rig your rods right. Like that's the foundation. Yes, I agree. Um, so that's 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 found. So that's number upset, one. Being upset, it's foundation is number one. Be obsessed with fishing, and you have to be all in. All and, in. And anything that you do, I feel like that is that is a huge deal. And the, and the third thing is, and it's something that you can't. It, it, you just have. It, it's the it's the simplest thing. People always ask me like, how do I know when I need to go to the next level? You have to win. You I, have to dominate or do it. I would say, this goes back to that. Have a plan. Yeah. Okay. Have a plan, and when I say a plan is, it's the same way with basketball. It's the same way with baseball. Yeah. And I told this kid that yesterday, 16 years old. I said, you play any sports? He said, I play baseball. I said, okay. If you were a baseball, pro baseball player, how do you think you get to go pro? Well, I I get good around the house, and I get a scholarship. And then I said, exactly. Mm -hmm. You play minor league. I mean, you play like minor league as in like middle school ball. Yeah. You play high school ball. You got a scholarship to go to school, maybe at a junior college. Yep. Then you go to a university and play. Then you play AAA, and then boom, you're playing, you know, pro. Yeah. Um. That's how it you goes. might be on the Braves. I, I, who knows? It, it's but a progression. It, 
you cannot, you never will catch, you will never win at the top level if you cannot catch them at your house. And that is cold That's hard facts. facts. I love y'all watching this. I love everybody out there. If you cannot win, and I'm not saying that that you need to win every tournament at your house. I, don't I can't say, win every tournament I don't even at my know house. You need to win, win every tournament at your house. You just need to be. You, you have to, to be, be in the consistent. top percentile. Yes, you need to be top ten percent. Yeah, let's say you, you need fish to be up there consistently. Let's say out of twenty tournaments in the year that you fish, if you don't win any of them, you ain't ready yet. I don't think you're ready yet. If you don't win any of them. Well, it just depends on what tournament you're talking about. If you're talking about Toyota Series. And oh, I'm just saying like, if you're talking about like Saturday morning like jackpot tournaments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the yeah. lower level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, but like you, BFLs, you would, I mean, you know, if you oh, make top BFLs tens, are super hard to win. That's what I'm saying. So like if you're making top tens, I'm just I mean, giving them, you know, consistency. the viewer. Consistency is the Facts. name of the game. Facts. Okay. Yeah. So you do not have to win. There's anglers no. that fish professionally that still have not won a tournament to this day. 100%. And, and and that's ultimately what it comes down to is like you it it it's it's really all about consistency. You have to be consistent. So well we'll talk more about this here in a bit. We're gonna take a little time out. Let's take a little break. Um we took a little break, but anyway, t- uh, off of the subject of, of trying to make it pro, I think uh that's for another time. Well, I mean I think well, this is the this is the thing. We, you know, I, I we have so many crazy stories, man. You know, obviously, um, you know, one thing that uh, man, it, it's been a wild ride. You know, hanging out with you, man. And, oh, and, and, unbelievable! And, it's been and, a great and the ride that we've uh, we've had our friendship, man. It's been you're, you're like a brother to me. You know, obviously, Mark is same way, Adrian. But you know, it's it, it's it's crazy to, to think back, like where we started from. Like, all right, I'm gonna tell you guys a story real quick here, though. I'm telling them a story. I said, well, I, I, I meet DC now. DC, now this is facts. I swear this is facts, okay? The first time I, I, I've never met him, I'm fishing a bridge. I'm not going to say where. Listen, I'm fishing a bridge. I was not on Listen, this piling. I'm I was fishing not on a bridge. Listen, y'all, I'm telling you, I've cast this bridge. I've been there, cast. I just caught me a three and a half pounder. Hey, I'm talking a piling. I'm not talking a bridge corner. I'm talking a piling. I go, I cast to the left side of this piling. This dude in his triton rolls up on me, fires to the right side of the piling, fishing the same piling I'm fishing. I said, who the heck is that guy think he is? It was not the same pile. It was the same pile. No, who would pull up to the same pile? That's what I asked. Okay, there's if you if you see a bridge, there's four pilings on this bridge. So there's yeah. one, two, three, four. There's literally four. There's four. He was on the third. I was on the third one from the left. So I rolled up to the same pile and same piling. There's no way I pulled up to the one right beside you. You might have pulled up the one by beside me, but then you came to my pile and then two. You and damn cat, right I listen, did. At some point in time, hey, you, you, dang right you rolled up next to my, literally, you rolled up. I had him dots. <laughs> <laughs> I had him so, dots. I had so that piling. was the first interaction that I had with DC. Now, the first the first time I actually got to meet you that was, open. Now, was the open that we fished at Douglas. Yeah, I was bumming <laughs> hooks off of you. Yeah, <laughs> You were like, yeah, yo, yo. I was bumming hooks, and then I bummed off of Mark's. After off of Mark, I got some Tatsu line. Some fishing line. Yeah, and what hey. was crazy is like, well, it wasn't crazy because I knew I was broke as a joke. Like, I was broke. 
You were like, I need like, some dang hooks. I need some dang hooks, bro. <laughs> I can't buy those. Hooks. You talking about somebody that came from the gutter? Like, 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 I didn't have no money to buy nothing. Like, I was, yeah, I was strapped. But I, honestly, I, I, I've been there. Yeah, hundred percent. It, it was bad, and I think anybody starts like that. But that's how we met. That's how I we met. Pirated your bridge piling. You pirated my bridge pile, then I pirated your boat the next season. He did. <laughs> he pirated my boat. Hey, that was a weird deal. Okay. That, that was. was all right. So, so quick little story. So, I'm on my first term of the year. Now, as a professional, it was on Cherokee Lake. I'm sitting there fishing, and I was I had a good day one. I had like 15 pounds, I remember. And then, you know, we go and uh, – we go back out second day and I had lost like two or three, three pounders. And I was like, God dang. So he rolls up and I had like two or three fish in live. I think I had three. I don't know what I had. I wasn't hitting on much. I mean, I had like, <laughs> I had, I think I had three, like a two, three pounders and like a two pounder. I was having a tougher day. But anyway, Jacob just rolls up out of nowhere. This is day three. This is. Day three yeah, after day three. the cut. Yep, after the cut. Yep, yep. I made the cut. Yep. Yeah, I made the cut. I was we honestly just happy to make the cut and make ten grand. Yep. I was literally happy, especially your first your first professional tournament of your career. Yeah, ten grand is a big deal. Yeah, I mean it's a huge deal. Yeah, big deal. And uh, anyway, so Jacob rolls up out of nowhere, woo woo, sets the boat down, and uh, he's like, "How did you? How did you get the?" Can I say this? You would. How did you have the balls to roll up to me and ask to hop in my boat and fish? Well, I, I, hey, can I, can I finish the day out with you? Hey, I was like, he's either going to say yay or nay. It's one or the other. If he says no, I said, ain't no problem. Can you believe that? I said, I said, well, look, so my thing was, hey, look, I said, I figured payback for them hooks I gave you at Dick Douglas. I, I mean, <laughs> hey, here's where I'm at. In my mind, I'm like, it right now, <laughs> at this point in the game. At this point in the game, if your trolling motor batteries died, I don't, I don't, I just tell you to go find some new batteries. Oh, just, I would have too. I would be like, bro, I got stuff I got to do. Woo woo. One hundred. <laughs> hey, we got Mark in the background. I hear Mark's laughing. One hundred. I don't know if I could. I would. No, I would have said too. No, I would agree. I would agree, but it was you were green. I was a little bit still green. It I didn't still like still figure. Well, it you out. had a good good bag too, and you were like, "Hey, I'm in contention to win." Or that was more so what it was. It was like, "Hey, look, if you can, cool. If not, it was like, dude, let me fish with you." And like, so he hops in the boat, and I told him, "I was like, yeah, dude, run the trolling motor. I don't care." So I put my like stuff on. So I don't I even know if that was. You know, can you believe that happened? I, it I, was not. It was in the rules, though. Well, you could I easily called, do that. I literally called Trip before I even approached you. So I called Trip. I said, "Can I jump in with someone else? If you know, if it, it, per the rules, yeah." And he says, "Yes." And he's 100%. like, "And I said, okay." And at that moment, everybody started hating us. <laughs> <laughs> so. That, I mean that was a that was craziness. That was that was freaking crazy. They changed that rule right after that one. We that was a uh, that was that was that, that was, was a very wild. interesting time. That was interesting. Hey, hey, all I know, all I remember in that whole deal was literally I roll up on this place and they were I idled it before. Like I was idling stuff. 
Yeah. And they were dinged up on it. Like before I rolled up on you, I'm like, bruh. Like I, I, hey, I Colmore's there. You can't paint it. You can't yeah, do nothing. But I knew they were on it like hard. So then I run over there after we jump in, jump, jump into you. I run over there and you're like, I'm like, are you ready? You ready? We drop down and it's like, doop. I catch a stripe. And he, I catch like a three and a half pound smallmouth. He catches a stripe. He drops back down, breaks off, sets the hook, breaks off. I, I on already your rod. No, no, no. You broke off on yours. <coughs> Did I first? And you then bro- I broke off on. And yours. then you broke off on mine. And then I asked him. And then you caught another stripe. Is he throwing six? I was throwing six. I was. Man, you could have had some twelve pound gold label on there and whacked them like dupe. I could, I could have, but I, but I already caught like. Uh, I think I think on that rod I already caught like ten smallmouths. So that's why I was like unbelievable. <laughs> on that one, that's why I wasn't using that one. But anyway, so anyway, so we so I got to tell you the end of the story real quick here. We roll up to the spot, and so I already like since the last place I already caught him in like DC. He's like, I was like, all right, man, we roll up to this place. I'm like, here, you get your first drop. Like, dude, I hella appreciate that. Like, you know, you usually didn't have to, and so we roll up there, and it's like the best place I had. The best, it was the sneakiest place and the best place I had. He, I'm like, you drop down. He drops down. He sees the rock. Goes down. You can see, like, this is all 2D. This is no, like, forward-facing sonar. This is none of that. Yeah. All 2D. It drops down. His bait's coming down, and them suckers are coming up. And it's, doop. I'm like, yes, he's going to catch a three-and-a-half, four-pounder. So I'm, like, just dropping my stuff down because I'm like, I know they're, they're there. And, and, and this sucker comes up, jumps, and I was like, it's like a two and a quarter. And I said, dude, I ain't call one. I didn't say that. I was like, I ain't call one that small here ever. Anyway. I, but anyway, so, so hold on. Hold on. I'm going to say hold on. It's like it's a three and a half. I ended up winning the tournament. Like, long story short, it was, a, it was it, I, I hella appreciate it. I was the assist. <laughs> you assist. You looked out. <laughs> you looked out. Like, like, like we're watching basketball. <laughs> you really on that and then you come in slam dunk. <laughs> That's exactly what that was. Alley oop, baby. But it hey, look, and then you space jam that shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, I mean, just thinking about you know when we when we um, man, just looking back at all, all all the times, man. Like it's just been it's been a good ride. It's been a wild ride. When did y'all start yeah. So I stayed with Clint and Russ for a while, and then <laughs> me and Mark <laughs> and Jacob stayed together. I forget the it first here. place. Where I want to say it was. Um, I think it was. No, it wasn't Sam Rayburn. It was not because I was staying it with. It wasn't Toledo. I'll tell you. Was it? Was it like Lacrosse? Did we start staying together at Lacrosse? No, I'm gonna tell you where it was at. The AL was Ross? it the AOI championship? I think it might have been. Uh, was it? At Lacrosse we stayed in hotels at the Quality Inn, remember? Stayed yeah, at the we Quality did. Inn we there. Did. So we started like actually like getting like I think we started actually getting houses at, at the AOI championship the AOI when championship. all them mosquitoes flew in the house. Dude, hundred percent. I opened the door with mosquitoes. I heard people slapping all night. Pow. Oh my gosh! I remember that. Oh, speaking of mosquitoes, nah, I ain't a mosquito. Um, but yeah, that, that was that, that was the sort of start of it. All right, so that was seventeen. That was seventeen. 
That was fall 19, of 17. 19, 20, 21, what? 22, 23. Six years. Six years of hanging out. Oh, my god! Rooming together. Six years. Dude, that's crazy. They really think Six about years that. and a few trophies later. I know. I, I don't, I don't, all right, so out of all the tournaments, what's the one tournament you'd, you'd really like to have back? Ooh, that's a good one. Out of the last six years, mm, out of the last one tournament that you're like, years. um, I don't know. I've made a lot of dumb decisions. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. Whenever you're in these tournaments, because you're like, God, why didn't I do that? Why did I do that? Mm-hmm. Um, I've made some dumb decisions before. In hindsight, in these tournaments, I would like to get back. Hmm. I don't know, recent or a long time ago, because I've lo- I've loved to get back a lot of them. I would love to get back today when I lost that big one. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I'm talking like, like all time would have loved to get it back. Yeah, I would probably say. Is there like a tournament in your mind? You're like, wow, dude, I blew that, or the top ten, or was it like an anger of the year thing, or was it like a opportunity, like what? Is it like a cut or something that you just like you felt like <clears throat> I would love to get back Sabine River. Sabine River? Me too. I would love to get back Sabine River in two thousand eighteen. Uh for this reason. I made one of the stupidest decisions of my career. Huh. Um I remember this. I ran to that little square lake. Yep. Well, day one, I ran to Taylor's Bayou, and I had three for like, no, I had four fish. I could not catch one more keeper. I think I remember that. And I had like four for like 11 pounds. Mm-hmm. Good bag. Yeah, it was a really good bag. I needed one more, and I'd have been sitting right. Yeah. Okay? I think I had him hooked on, and he'd come off. Well, anyway, I said, I ain't going back in there. I said, uh. Four for 11? I had like four. Was for- it the one in the summer? Yeah. No, you didn't know four for you had four for eleven. I was sitting. I had like nine pounds, and I was like fiftieth. I was sitting inside the cut with like four fish. Okay, yeah, you got like four for like ten pounds, eleven pounds. Yeah, four you for ten or eleven pounds. Yeah. yeah. So then after that, I uh, I do remember that I went to that square lake. Yes. I said, dude, I, I'm not running over there. I had like a late boat number, and I was like, I'm gonna run to this little square lake, and I'm gonna fish local. Uh, I. I had caught a couple fish locally, and I was like, I'm going to stay over there. Well, anyway, I fish locally. I catch four. I catch like a three-pounder. Just some good ones. And then I caught, I had four. I had four keepers. And it was hard to catch a bass then. Dude, and instead of bunkering down and waiting on that tide to come in and go out or whatever and just being smart, being patient, and being confident, you know what I did to go catch one more keeper? Ran all the way back over there? No, I ran back all the way down into the Natchez. It wasn't as far as Taylor's. No, I mean, Natchez is like 35 miles, though. I ran, 35 near, miles. I ran near the Natchez to go. I said, I can run there and fish for like three hours and then run back, or like two hours. I ran all the way to the Natchez. And I went and I caught one keeper, and that was all that I caught. And it was like a 12-incher. And I came back, 
and I missed the cut by like a few ounces. I remember that, but that was, I, I'm so surprised that I ran that far because I was worried about catching one more keeper. Maximizing your time. Like, like I was, that was so dumb on my part. I should have just maximized my time in there and maybe caught one more big one. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, but it's easy to be fair. It's, it, I, there's times in my career that I've looked at it and I've run 30 minutes to hit one place for 30 minutes rather than spending time. Your confidence level is key. Yeah. I was not confident in me trying to get a bite in there. You weren't. And, that, and that's why you made that decision. But I was stuck on the past. Like, like. Yeah. I went down there to go pre-practice, Yeah, and I caught a couple good fish in the natures, and I literally ran in there off of past history, no on a whim, and I was just like young and just green. You know what that, I mean? And, that, and that's that's just that's just like that that's that it, it takes time to build good decision making. I cannot believe how terrible of a fisherman I thought I was. Ter- like, how terrible a fisherman, or how great a fisherman you thought you were? How no, 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 no. Well, and when I say that, it's like, it, I look back now, when I was in 2017, I have came so much farther. Oh. So much farther. You're not even the same fisherman. No. You're not. I think mentally. Your fundamentals are the same. I mean, not fundamentals, but you're like, you're, 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 your foundation's still the same. Yeah, but you just learn along the way. You just learn. You're a different angler than you was then. Hundred percent. Yes. You just you just learn every year. There's times though. I I, I this is what's crazy. Okay. You you went you your run started in 2017. Yeah, hundred percent. It did. After you won Cherokee, you went on a tear. Yep. Well, you're right. It was seven, 17 was the year everything was like. Then it popped. Like, yes. Like 16 was the start of it. Cause I think, I think I made top, I made a third in anger or anger or a fifth in anger of the year in FLW tour. Yep. I was third in the Northern Opens points. And I was fifth in the Southern Open points. 100%. So it was like, that was the year that started like consistency. Like I showed throughout yep. the. Throughout the country, that I felt very confident, no matter where I was at. That's and right. then 17s was just the not that you never did not catch them. No, I, that was that was the first year I. But started that was really, the first year you that really was got se- dialed. Sixteen was the first year I was dialed. Yeah, I'm seventeen because like you didn't know this, but I kept uh, I keep up with fishing all the time. Like I keep up with it. I kept up with it since I was twelve. Like. <laughs> I knew you fished professionally on the FOW tour, and I knew you won the cup and all that. Yeah. But, like, it ain't like you was winning every other tournament. No. You see what I'm saying? No. No, like, heck no. I, I, I actually was not in it. I, I don't feel like I won the cup early on, and then I won, like, Bass Fest in 2014. Right. Um, And then until, yeah, that was, like, my third or fourth big win. Third win? Yeah. Third big win? Yeah. So, like, that was, like, 17 was, like, a big. <laughs> you know what's funny, though, is everybody will ask. They ask me. I don't ever tell you this. They ask me, dude, how is he so good? How is Jacob so good? I'm like, all he does is eat, sleep, breathe. He, he That's all he cares about is fishing, dude. I said, and number two, Jacob is not a rookie. This guy is a seasoned vet. 
See, ever since you were 20 years old, you have been rocking and rolling out here, fishing Toledo Bend, Okeechobee, freaking New York, Millax, Minnesota. You've been getting after it hardcore, and you're on the up and leading edge of all the technology. Like, literally, you won at at Chickamauga in 2014? Yeah. Okay. You were 24? 23, yep. 23 you knew exact probably just as much about offshore fishing as kevin van damme at 23 like you knew everything i i didn't you're know. Ju- you was just as good then as you are now offshore no i'm way better now think so way better offshore i mean, I mean you I were know. dropping 30 pound bags out there though well yeah I mean, like back then if i would have known what i know now it would have been really really good like because it's like i felt like yeah like i i the thing was, though, like, you have to understand there's, like, time, time, you know, there's windows. Like, Tennessee River Raw shore fishing was still cool, and it was on, on the cusp of it. Like, Lake Master hadn't come out, like, all over the place. Oh, you had gosh. Navionics. Like, you that had a graph, and you had to know what you're looking for. There wasn't a ton of YouTube content showing you what a side imaging right. image looked like. Like, you had to know what the heck you were looking at. Now, it's almost, it's not elementary, but it's, it's the point where... About every Toyota series bass o- open angler can do. Ju- it's they mainstream. Can read the graph. They it's, can read a graph just as good as you or me. It's like commercialized now. <clears throat> like it's like Gulf Shores. Yeah, I mean, it just it's it, 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 this is this, this is the thing. Okay, it stinks because like that's one of my favorite ways to fish. Can't do it no more. There's only so many groups of fish to get out. That's what Andy Morgan says. And 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 so once those are found. And once those are given up, that's it. They're done. Yeah, like they'll be there for two weeks now. So there was, this is what's crazy. Okay, I'll tell you the story. So on Chickamauga, I know we're going off on this on this, but like on Chickamauga, they would literally go and be out offshore until late September. I would have ten schools on Chickamauga dinged up. I'm talking dinged up from starting in June. In late May, mm-hmm. all the way to September, and dude, every time you could, I, when I got home, I could roll up and catch them every cast because they never got pressured. Right. They never saw a bait. They stayed there because they weren't pressured. Right. The reason they leave those offshore places is pressure. Is pressure a hundred percent? That is the thing. All right, same thing. Okay, <clears throat> let's just go back. Let's go back to the Coosa River for me. Here yep. we are. All right. Um, I remember a time where you could go to Lake Jordan, and there was a few select places on Lake Jordan where they got out really, really good. Chris Rutland, Russ Lane, um, Trip Weldon, all them guys, they really were like the founders of a lot of that deep cranking stuff and like learning it i like i remember fishing tournaments against russ literally when i was 14 i was i was young like we're talking about 2004 and i was fishing against russ and them down there didn't have a clue they come in with 23 pounds of heads and i'm like how are they catching these and i would go and swim and jig all day and i go catch me about 14 pounds well they caught them all cranking that's when they got out schools i mean busting them and now you go to them same places you catch 11 pounds if you can get 
own any of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you something else. I have this, and I'm going to call out a couple of little kids. I'm gonna call out these boys. No, I know, I know a couple of kids. They they're some good they're some good good guys. But I had one walk come up to me the other day and was like, "Yeah, I caught them on that community stuff up the river." I'm like, "You mean all of that sneaky stuff that got exposed six years ago and now it's turned into community?" Mm-hmm. That's the most depressing thing in bass fishing. It, it is because you don't something that's so sneaky, so so. Like, I've won so much money on a yeah. place, and I've learned it, and I know every cast. I know everything about it, and I and there used to be biggins there, and now it 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 truly is community. We're, we're becoming old, crotchety old man is what we are doing. You know, it's true, because that's how, listen, when we were growing up, we're like, yeah, man, you know that giant community hole out there, that big island head on Chickamauga? Like, yeah. There was a time. That was not a community hole. 100%. That, you was a time. There was that a that time. That was like, that was the sneakiest stuff on the pond. The biggest school got there, and only like three boats knew about it. 100%. You imagine that. Yeah. But that, that, that now it's like. A subtle little turn that somebody saw you on and then or like i had to give up a lot of stuff a chick like for that super tournament it was just like you didn't yeah, give I up much you took r- your boat wrap off like a boss. well that really what messed us up was the the bpt event that, that really gave everything up that gave up a lot yeah, yeah i gave yeah. up enough i gave up enough of the beat yeah that that one stung too because there was some good stuff given up but like that listen there's there's nothing left there ain't much left. All this on this Tennessee just, River. We're going to go to Gunnersville here soon, and I'm telling you right now, it's going to be. Um, I'm worried about it being a train wreck. I wish they would just. Say, I wish the bass. I could tell them suckers like me speaking to the bass right now, guys. Look, my buddies, Mister Bass, stop setting up on the same turn, the same point. What? Just move 300 yards down. They, they won't find you, but I will. I will, and he will. Please, just do it. That that that. You know, one of my biggest pet peeves with Tennessee River is, it. it oh, you can literally send somebody a dot. I could send somebody five dots. Literally, they've never seen the lake, and if they know how to line up on an offshore place, they can go drop a giant bag. Yep, and it's so waypoint dependent it is it isn't a pattern it ain't no pattern i could literally tell somebody hey go throw a hair jig on these four places and rotate them all day and they could probably win a local tournament if i if i had enough juice stuff the thing is is i hate that that's that's goofy it's well okay you understand though in in a one day yes that what what separates um this is what's different okay in a tennessee river tournament what separates the good from the great ones is they understand how to manage stuff yeah. throughout the tournament. They know what's going to be found. They know what's not going to be found. Yeah. They know what time the fish are there, what time they're not. They understand the they current. They understand the everything. current. They get the whole dynamic. Yes. A local tournament, can you win it off of a, like, you get so many dots? Yes. But, like, there's so much more to it than, you know, and you know that. But, like, yeah. There's so, yeah, evening tournaments. No, I mean like you just go roll up and they're running current and they're in their bike. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like that's dude. We had them rock piles the same way. <coughs> you got dialed in. Yeah, those rock piles like up the river and all them rivers. 
I got I got to touch on this before we close. I want to hear. It's all right. So, dude, we had all these rock piles. I haven't talked to you much about this. So, like, I'm gonna say this below, um, below Neely Henry Dam, below Logan you Martin Dam, below Late, below Neely Logan, the Coosa River, Lay Mitchell, uh, anywhere below Neely Henry Dam. You had it all the way to Selma. I'm not playing. I'm I'm even in the rapids below Jordan Dam. Remember me and you went yeah. up there? Like I have went below all them dams. But the rapids are different. But like all them other places, when I tell you the sneakiest, subtlest <clears throat> rock piles in the and I knew the exact cast, when I tell you the most dialed in you've ever seen in your life. It it was unbelievable, and I'm gonna say this with a lot of humility. Like I'm gonna say this, I fished one of my old team partners. I'm telling you, we would win every tournament, every tournament. Jeez. I mean, it was insane. We go up there up river on Logan, and we'd smash. And we go up river on Lay, and we smash and get like fourth place. We'd go up river. <laughs> But anyway, we, we used to go up river a lot, and then all that stuff got mainstream, dude. It yeah. just did. It's the same way, the same subject we're talking about. It and is. now, you, dude, take a number. You, you can't you even. I can't even rotate on rock piles in a three in a three fish derby in a three hour tournament on my home lake. I got like twelve different rock piles that I normally rotate on. I can't even hardly get on them in a three fish. You know, you know what? It, what it's hurt that the most too. Me. Social media. Well, social media and me. Social media has hurt that a lot. And, and my rap boat. Rap. Yes. You, oh. you, you hurt that bad. You hurt that bad. Yeah, that was horrible. That was that wasn't the smartest idea. The rap. You, you should have. If you you, you could have had a tin boat running around. But th- but this is the thing. Like that's 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 part of it. Like and that's what stinks. We talked about Kevin. We talked to Kevin about this yep. the other night. I know. So we're sitting there talking to Kevin Van Dam, and we we were. VD. Like VD. And we was like, we can't blame anybody but ourselves. I said, Kevin, you started all of it. I said, you taught him how to throw a hair jig. Uh, ah, no, I did. You know, actually, who, t- who actually put me on that game in hey. 2012? Hey. Or it was uh, Mark Rose. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. And before that, I uh, actually learned about it. In like 2007, but I was actually on it with a swim bait, not that same retrieve. That's incredible. Yeah. 17 years old, I was catching like that. Mm. Not a hair jig, but on a swim bait, like that exact same retrieve I do right now. Wow. I didn't even, I didn't even know Kevin even threw one then, but they, they they got away with murder for years on that. Oh, they got away with it. <laughs> murder. Well, we got away with four faces on off for a little bit. Yeah. Now it's yeah. Like, well, that, I mean, so imagine if that was back in the day, though. Oh, my gosh. Like if if it was back in the day and that gra- like a four for center came out, and you could have had that like no live, ooh, no like like no like YouTube. No oh internet. yeah, back in the day they they you would have had it because it wasn't years. a bunch of live ten exactly years. Yep, you could have it wrapped up. You would have dominated the sport for ten years. Well, Kevin said the other day he was like, "Yep," he said like throwing a jerk bait in the summertime. Yes, Kevin had that to himself forever. Yes, he did. He would go to some of them summertime tournaments and just smash smallmouth or smash this and that. Large and nobody spots, knew he was throwing whatever. a jerkbait, not yeah. one person. And everybody's dragging shaky heads in Carolina Riggs. Yep. So. Kev, Kev, Kev is like, uh, but yeah, I mean, 
it's worse now than it ever has been though for us because like you say you learn this the moment you learn something which is a lot of times we learn it on live like while we're fishing yeah you guys know it just as soon as we do that's well the, then all you gotta do is research tournaments do you understand like the think, influx and views on every tournament video out there mark's over here watching reels right now yeah mark's mark's watching reels um so like think of it like this before this tournament on caney everything's public knowledge you guaranteed they went back and watched every little thing about live from that heavy hitters event yeah i mean from that other event and you don't think i'm gonna look into the camera on this one i know y'all be screenshotting People be screenshotting and looking and trying to find that triangulation. Oh, man, that little red barn. <laughs> and they're on Google Earth. They're looking at that red barn, and they're like, oh, man, that red barn. Ah, oh, ah. Oh. The red barn. Yeah, sitting on that. He's sitting over there. Yeah. I know y'all be doing all that stuff. There's no way that you couldn't do well, that. Well, that's, that's just part of the but game. But overall, I mean, like, look, this is the thing. Bass fishing is evolving. Yep, you gotta evolve and, with and, it. And we, as fishermen, I think we're. I, I'm. I'm proud to say this. We're pioneers of it too. We right this day and age, right now, it is changing. Okay, yep. and it needed to. If we were fishing the exact same fifteen schools or twenty seven schools on Tennessee River every single year for the next thirty years, I'd take up golf. It would not be as much fun. That's electric. So four fish summer. Just it just. Opened up a new group of fish yep. that we never t- could target. Now fun. all of a sudden it, it, it adds adds something completely new 100%. to you and you know our game. Trying to figure that out, man. Every time I go out now, wow, I can use this for this, or I can use that for that, or so it's it's like we're just starting fresh. Yeah, you know, I think that's something that's really cool. It's it's revigorating for myself. I know it's you know it's and, and it's something like you're on the front end of that, trying to right. figure it all out. So. What tournament would you want back? What tournament would I want back? There's got to be one. There's so many. I want them all back. There's so many tournaments. It's 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 not even funny. Uh, all of them. There's a lot of tournaments. I I mean, the the one tournament that I would want back. <clears throat> I believe the one tournament would have been at Okeechobee. When I was catching one on a walking bait, it uh, Okeechobee. 2018? Yep. You flopped that day, had nine pounds. Yep, and I dropped 20 the next day, and I lost Angler. You made a dumb decision and went to South Bay, didn't you? And I lost Angler of the Year by 10 points. You so, lost it by 10 points. 10 points. You would have won. Yep. Yep. So, that, so I went and dropped 20. I missed the cut. You made a goofy decision. Yep. That was one decision. So that it's not it, it, that one stuck with me for a long time. Does not impact me nearly as much as it did several years ago before I won multiple angler of the years. Yeah, not as as big a deal now as it was. Um, but that was definitely one that was very very irritating. Oh, like I just could not get over that one. Yeah. There's tournaments. I mean, there's several tournaments that I could. I mean, I don't. I. I. I mean, I've had like ten second place t- tournaments. Yeah. You know? So I mean, there's several things I could say. Hey, this or that, but that was just one over the duration of the of the deal. 
Well, guys, we're going to close it out. We're going to watch a little bit of basketball here in a minute. We got these playoffs going on. I'm tired. We got to fish tomorrow. Appreciate y'all tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you didn't, please comment below. If you did, please comment below. If you don't ever want to see this again, comment below. <laughs> if there's people that is on this audio track right now that you can't comment, comment below. <laughs> Appreciate it. We'll see y'all. Peace. Later.